Holy Spirit, we invite you to move in this service today. We thank you that the echo of praise is going beyond these walls and it's making a difference in the city of Berlin, that it's changing the atmosphere in the heavens over this city. And so today, God, we invite you in your Holy Spirit, the power of your Holy Spirit and the power of the Word of God to move in this service today. As we open your Word, we know that your Word is alive and powerful. And so we invite you to speak right now. We open our hearts to you, God, to hear from heaven today, to leave this place changed in the name of Jesus. And if you are excited and ready for more in Jesus' name, amen. Come on, say amen. Amen. So now you can take your seats. 2020. Can you believe it's 2020? It seems like it was just the year 2000, and now it's 2020. Okay. Wasn't last Sunday amazing? Was anybody here for last Sunday? Did that bless you? You know, we really did start the year strong, and we're going to continue starting strong throughout the month of January. And so today I'm going to be speaking a message, Starting Strong Part 1, and next Sunday we have Pastor Claudia is going to be doing Starting Strong Part 2, and I know that that is going to be so powerful. And we're really excited that at the end of the month, on the last Sunday of January, for Starting Strong Part 3, Pastor Scott Wilson from Denmark, who is a great friend of this church, is going to be with us. And so the whole month of January is going to be incredible. And then, leading into February, we're going to be doing our vision series. And so what I'm going to be sharing with you today in this service, in my mind, it's really connected to the message that I'm going to speak in February about in our vision series. And then we're going to have a vision Sunday. It's going to be awesome. But what I'm sharing today, it's connected because we're starting the year strong, but I want us to get ready for what's going to happen in February. And with this message, I want to share some personal things with you today, some thoughts, some ideas that have been stirring in my life. And I believe that as I share that and open that up to you today, that it's going to encourage you. And maybe some of you would be here today and you would say, yes, I agree. And I share that same idea about 2020 and what God is going to do in my life, in your life. And we're going to be encouraged in this service today. We come to church to be encouraged and go out better in Jesus' name. Amen. Our vision series is all about ready for more. And we are believing for more. Are you glad to be a part of a church that isn't satisfied with the status quo, but is believing for more and believing God to do more in your life in this city and beyond in Jesus' name? And so the obvious question with ready for more is, are we ready for more? Are we ready for more? And maybe an even more basic, simpler question to ask, do we want more? Do we want more? It's easy to come in here and shout and praise God and ask God for more, but sometimes I wonder, and I'm talking about myself firstly, do we really know what we're asking for when we ask God for more? When we say, God, give me more, do we understand that more comes with a price? 
Or do we want everything to stay the same, sound the same, be the same? Everything is exactly the same and comfortable, and then we want God to add more on top of our comfort when maybe it, do, it doesn't always work like that. Asking for more, being ready for more, sometimes means less is more. God, I want more of you in my life. Okay, God says, but you can't have more of me and more of yourself at the same time. You're going to have to cut some stuff out of your life to make room for more of God in your life. God, I want you to bless my finances in 2020. God, pour out the blessing, the windows of heaven open over my life in 2020. Great and amen, I believe it. Make room for more in your finances by giving to God. The word of God says give and it will be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, overflowing. The measure you give will be the measure that will be given back to you. Whoa, okay, wait a minute. I don't know, God, about that. I want more, but I'm not sure I'm ready to count the cost and to pay the price for the more. And so today here, the second Sunday of 2020, I want to speak about this year. Are you ready for more? Are you ready? Are we really ready for more? Are we willing to step out and pay the price and count the cost for the big and amazing and supernatural and glorious and incredible things that God wants to do through your life in 2020. And that way, if we can decide today together and agree together we are ready for more, then in February when we speak about the vision and agree in the vision, we're going to be able to start walking into it right away in Jesus' name. Over the past few years here at church, we have been accelerating into God's plans and purposes like never before. I've been serving here in the church, and I started off 15 years ago with my sister and I. We have some old pictures I'm not going to show you today where it was just a piano and nothing else and, and a microphone, and it was so simple. And what God has done over 15 years is truly incredible this church is a miracle. The fact that we are here is a miracle. You are in a seat that is a miracle seat in Jesus' name. But I'm telling you, the past, the past few years have been an acceleration of something amazing like we have never seen before in the first many years. And we are stepping into new things. And I really believe that 2019 was a breakthrough year. And I want to commend you, each and every one of you, a part of this church, for pressing in and leaning in so well during 2019. And even a few years before that, as the leadership of this church took bold steps to continue to build this church into what we believe God has called us to build. And that meant improving things. It meant sometimes cutting things away. It meant having to say goodbye to some old things that we used to do to make room for new things. It meant that we weren't going to do everything and every kind of ministry that everybody else was doing just because, but we were going to go after the vision and the dream that we know God called us as a church to do, 
and to do it unashamedly and unapologetically. And 2019 was a breakthrough year where we stepped into a new season where I believe the seeds that we had sown of faith and hard work, we stepped into a new season and it started to go from something that was simply in the ground talked about to something that we could see with our very own eyes. Something heard, something seen, and if you just, if you were here last Sunday, the sound of praise that came rumbling out of this place at the start of 2020 is an audible and a visible fruit of our labor and our faith, laying the groundwork for a massive revival in our church. Amen. Do you believe it today? We could hear it. We could see it. Revival has a sound. Revival has a sound. Revival can be heard in the sound of worship. And worship is not only about singing, but there is something powerful about people coming together, putting their voices together and singing out praise, praise to the King, He is risen, and lifting up shouts in this place together. And we experienced the sound of revival last Sunday. And it's happening again today, and it's happened every Sunday for the 2019 and, and the years before. It's been rising in this place. You can hear it rising up, stretching out from this place to the city of Berlin. Revival is here. The plans that we put together for the year 2020 were conceived already during the summer of 2019. And 2020 is the year where we're celebrating our 10th anniversary in the Cinemax, this building right here. And we are so thankful for the Cinemax for opening their doors and allowing a church in this place. And we have been so blessed through the partnership with them over these years. So the calendar, we put it together. And the reason why we took so much care and thought into what we were believing for 2020 is that we do not want to just be a church that is all about events, but everything that we plan and believe for and place on the calendar is there for a purpose. It's there for a purpose, and there's a reason behind it, and we put it where it was so that it will best achieve that purpose in the calendar. For example, in 2020, we are going to be taking Holy Communion very often in the services, more regularly, at least once a month and sometimes twice a month, because part of the church's worldwide mandate is to be the conduit through which the elements of communion are served to the body. And as a church leadership, we are committed to making sure you receive Holy Communion and the spiritual and physical blessings that come with taking Holy Communion together. During services, we are going to be taking less time for promoting events here from the platform because as we've grown, there is just too many things to talk about every week, and we also want to make sure that this sanctuary right here from the beginning to the end of the service, it is a moment in time in the, in the beginning of your week where you can encounter the reviving presence of God without distraction. And so you need to get connected in the lobby on social media, emails, whatever, so that you know about what's coming up, the upper room and different things, because we're not going to be sharing it all from the platform anymore. 2020, 
Our evening events, we're going to run them at 5 o'clock because at 6 o'clock we still have to be out of here at the same time in the evening. And at 5, we're going to have more time for the Word of God, more time for singing, more time for celebration. And it's just going to be awesome what we're going to do in 2020. 2020, we are ready for more. More people, more impact, more change. We need to see the lost of this city brought home to God. We need to see each and every one of us stepping into our anointing for maximum impact, and we need to be ready for more change. Because in our world today, technology, culture, music, everything is changing so fast. And we need to be flexible to change how we do the church, how we live our life. Yes, the Word of God never changes, and Jesus, He never changes. But the way that we show this message to the world must always be changing. And as I spoke earlier, 2019 was a breakthrough of things we have been declaring coming to be. And this is why, starting 2020, we really are starting 2020 strong as a church. The groundwork has been laid. The plans are put in place. We crossed the T's and dotted the I's like we like to say in English. We finished 2019 strong, and now here we stand the second Sunday of 2020, and we can really say together, God, we did our best, God, to make way for you. We did our best with what you've given us. God, we are at our limit, God. There's nothing more that we can do. We need you, God. God, we are ready for more. God, show me your glory in 2020. Does anybody want to see God's glory in 2020? I want to see you move in 2020, God. All these plans, what I've planned for my life, what I've planned for this church, what I've planned for my family, I am believing, God, that, you know, this, these plans, what I'm believing for, it's nothing, God, without you. It's nothing. We can't do it without you, God. God, come and move in our church in 2020. Bring revival to your people in 2020. Change us, God. Fill us with your Holy Spirit again. We need you. We need your wind. We need your Holy Spirit. We want to see your miracles, God. We need healing, and we want to see signs and wonders, God. We want to see your glory and power in the same way that was experienced by the church on Pentecost 2,000 years ago. God, we want to see thousands saved in this city, God. We want to see your church rise up in this city. We want to see young people worshiping Jesus. We want to see the youth, God, to get a hold of the youth in this city, God. We want to see the elder, the older generation not slowing down but running faster into your glory. We haven't started a year like this before, God. We've never been better positioned than now to see you move. And so, God, I'm asking you today, will you move in this place? Please, God, move in this place. Come on, if you want to see God move right now, just wave your hands with me. God, we want to see you move in this place in the name of Jesus. And God says today, I will move. I will move. In fact, I already am moving. I am moving. 
I'm moving. Look around. Lift your eyes. Look. Listen. Can you hear it? Can you see it? I'm moving. But can I use you? Can I use you? God says, I will move, but I'm going to need your time. God says, I will move, but I'm going to need your voice. I will move, but I'm going to need your intellect. I want to use your car. I want to use your family. I want to use your apartment, your job, your money. God says, I will move. I'm ready. Come on, let's go. But will you give me your life? Will you give me your all? Will you give me your highest praise? Will you let me in? Will you invite me to take control? Will you surrender it all to me so that I can use you to bring my revival and my kingdom on earth as it is in heaven? Oh, well, God, you know, see, this is me in my head. God, you, I would much prefer that you just do your thing, God. Can't you move without me, God? I mean, I, I couldn't be used like that. I have, I have issues in my life, God. I'm, I'm not good-looking enough for that, God. I don't speak right. I don't sing right. I'm not smart enough. My, it, I, let somebody else do it, God, not me. God, let me get over some things first and let me get some things straightened out. And I don't mind believing for it for somebody else. I don't mind shouting for it from the audience. And I don't mind praying it over somebody else. But it couldn't be me. You don't want me to be in the spotlight and on center stage, do you, God? And God, said, God says, it is you. I want to do something with your life that is so amazing. I want to lift you up and I want to use you in your sphere, in your wherever you are in this city, to do an amazing and mighty thing through your life. Not because of how good you are or how beautiful you are. And by the way, God made you, and he thinks you're beautiful and handsome just the way you are, and he made you. And you know what? It's not even about you anyway. What God wants to do in this church, what God wants to do in this city, what he wants to do in this nation, it's all about his glory and his name and his kingdom. God says, I sent Jesus 2,000 years ago, and when he died on the cross and his blood was shed for you, it's by his blood that you are washed clean and made right with God. So no more excuses, no more fear. It's who God says you are. It's what God says you can do. It's what his word says is possible. And it's who you are in front of a holy God that counts, not what somebody else says that counts. If God is for you, who could ever be against you? And so today I want to encourage you. God can use you and he will use you in 2020. He will use you for powerful and mighty works in this year. Will you let him in to your life? Will you commit today? Make a commitment today. I'm going to be used by God for the big thing that he has for me in 2020. And you know, sometimes small things are a big thing to God. So we don't focus on how big it is in our eyes. 
Do what God has called you to do, and I believe it's going to be a big thing and make a bigger impact than you could ever imagine was possible. And so today, to finish up, I want to give you three things that will prepare us to be ready for more. These are things that I have been implementing into my life, and I'm recommitting them here in the new year, and I believe that together, if we go through these, it's going to encourage you and empower us to step in to the more that God has in 2020. The first thing we need to do here at the beginning of the year is to have a renewed focus on what really matters. We need to have a renewed focus. That means cleaning your eyes again, getting it all the dirt and whatever from last year out and looking again with a new focus on what really matters. One of my favorite verses is from Galatians 6, 9, and this is what Paul wrote. He said, let's not get tired of doing what is good. Don't get tired. 2020, we're not going to get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. This verse has really encouraged me through the years to be committed to not settling, listen to this, to not settling for a halfway harvest. A halfway harvest. Paul wrote this to the church in Galatia, and I believe it speaks to us today just like it did back then. So many things in culture today, they just come around again, and it's speaking to us today because so often in our society, we love shortcuts. We love to have it now. I want it now. I want to press a button on my phone, and I want it at my door in 30 minutes or whatever, 10 minutes. I want it now. Amen, if it's a pizza. We love shortcuts, and I believe there are different seasons and different harvest times, and there are some blessings that when we take a step of faith, you can have a harvest right away, but there are other harvests that need time, and a renewed focus on what really matters. When we refocus our eyes onto what really matters, it means that we are not losing focus, and we're going to stay the course and make sure that we reap what we sow. And I, I, that's in a positive sense. God wants us to reap what we sow in a positive sense. God wants you to reap what you sow, but at the same time to reap what you sow at the right time. Meaning, when the harvest is ripe. Nobody likes to eat a green banana, I mean really green, and sometimes for cooking it might be okay, but we like them when they're ripe. We, fruit, different things need to be eaten when they're ripe, and God wants you to reap your harvest when it's right, not a halfway harvest. We cannot settle for a halfway harvest by becoming offended, by allowing differences of opinion to force us to get up and walk away from our harvest field too early, but rather in 2020, and here's what I'm saying to myself, and you can agree with me, I'm committing again to stay planted in the Word of God, to stay planted in the house of God, and I am going to stay planted and partake of my harvest in full, in due season. Renewed focus means I'm not tired. I'm not tired of giving, and I'm not giving up, and I'm going to allow God to renew my strength 
And I'm going to continue on in 2020 to fulfill my calling because I know that my harvest is on the way in Jesus' name. Number two, so we need to renew our focus. Number two is we need to have a renewed focus on speaking the truth. And this one really speaks to me, and I believe it can speak to you too. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2, Paul wrote to Timothy, a young pastor, preach the word, he told him. Preach the word. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. And so 2020, I am renewing my focus on speaking the truth, doing it with love, doing it with patience, ensuring that what I am speaking out is good teaching, whether here from the stage or in private conversations. I want to lead what I am called to lead, and you can agree with this, whether that's your family, whether that's your business, whatever it is, I want to lead what I'm called to lead well, which means sometimes even having to have the courage to rebuke people, which is never an easy thing. And I thank God it's something I don't have to do very often. But it's interesting that Paul says whether the time is favorable or not. And so the principle is that we need to speak what is right because it's right, not because it's easy or comfortable. And I believe that the best way to do this is to have an ongoing, open dialogue about different things. And even in your family, we need to be able to speak openly with our wives, with our children about what is right and wrong. And the more that we just continually are speaking out good things, good teaching, the easier it will be to receive that and to together be on a journey where we are becoming more and more into the image of Jesus. And so 2020 for me means that I am ready for more. I'm going to continue to preach the word of God whether the time is favorable or not. And number three, this is the last one. In 2020, we need a renewed heart of thankfulness. A renewed heart of thankfulness. We need to commit to having a renewed heart of thankfulness. Sometimes ready for more sometimes means less is more. And a renewed heart of thankfulness makes a commitment. You know what, God? Whatever you bring into my life, I'm going to give you praise for that. But God, whatever you take out of my life, I'm going to give you praise for that too. God, whatever you do in this year, whatever you give, whatever you take away, God, a renewed heart of thankfulness means that you're going to commit today. You know what, God? I don't know what the year is going to be. But I know it's going to be good and it's going to be part of your plan for my life to get me closer to where you want me to be. But I'm going to commit today that in every season, I'm going to give you praise. What you bring in, I'm going to give you praise. What you take away, God, I'm going to give you praise. And I'm going to praise you no matter what. And I don't know why, but for some reason, when we hear the word take away, we immediately have a negative idea of something being taken away. And it's funny how we can pray for 
to God for more and God to do a new thing, but we really don't want him to take anything away from our life. We want things to stay the same. We like things to be comfortable, and we would rather have something in our life that even we know it shouldn't be there, and it's a terrible thing to have in our life, but we don't want it taken away because we'd rather stay with something that we know rather than stepping into something new. And a renewed heart of thankfulness means that when we honestly, and I'm saying honestly allow God, if we are going to say today, God, we want you to move in 2020. We want you to move in this church. We want you to move in my life. If we honestly say, God, move in my life, we cannot say that without at the same time promising God, you know what, God, whatever it looks like, Whatever your move sounds like, it might be different than what I thought it was going to be. It might be something that I have to get uncomfortable to step into it. We commit that no matter what, we're going to praise God for his move, even when it's different than what our expectation was. I'm going to give God praise in every season. God, I'm inviting you to use me. And if that means I'm going to have to let some people go, I'm going to let them go because they weren't meant to be in my life. And I'm going to give you praise for that and not be bitter for that. God, I'm ready for more. And if that means I'm going to have to have some new discipline, some new just habits in my life, God, I'm thankful for your discipline in my life, getting me prepared for what you want to do next. God, I'm ready for more. And if that means I need to serve, at another level. Give at another level. Walk in the authority of the Word of God that I know I'm to be walking in at another level. I do, knowing what I'm supposed to do, then I want to be thankful for being uncomfortable, thankful for being challenged, thankful for being stretched, and that I have a chance to grow in 2020. Does anybody want to grow in 2020? Does anybody want to see a move of God in 2020? You know, it says in Philippians 4, verse 4, always be full of joy. Always be full of joy. Whether you're on the mountaintop or whether you're in the valley, whether everything is just fine or whether you're in the middle of hell right now, always be full of joy. And then I say it again. Paul says, I say it again. In case you forgot, rejoice in the Lord. Always be full of joy. And then after that, rejoice again. Never stop rejoicing. And 2020 is going to be a year where we are going to lift up praise in this place. And if you believe it today and receive it, say amen. Come on and give God some praise. Get on your feet right now and give God a little praise. Thank you, God. We thank you, God. And so today we honestly say, God, move in this church. Move right now in this service. We are excited for what you're going to do. We're thankful for what you're going to do. We give you the praise now before you even do it, God. We commit today to be ready for more. We want more. And no matter what that looks like, no matter what that sounds like, no matter what you have to bring in, no matter what you have to take out, we're going to worship you. We're going to praise you. And we're going to give you all the glory because it's all about you. And so we open our life right now to allow you to move and to flow through us into this city, into our buildings, and everywhere we go. We want to be your witnesses in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so right now, we never close a service 
without giving an opportunity for someone that would be here today that you have never asked Jesus into your life for the first time. And if you would say today, I want to have Jesus come into my heart right now, or maybe you're here today and you would say, you know what, I walked with God at one point, but today I'm admitting I'm not living for God. I need to come back to God today. Don't leave this place without making your life right with God. And so right now, if you would say, I want Jesus in my life, or I want to recommit my life to him right where you are, would you just lift your hand and we're going to pray together. Is there anyone here? I need Jesus in my life today. Anybody? God bless you. I see you up there. Is there anyone else? I need Jesus in my life. God bless you. I see you there. Is there anyone else? I want Jesus in my life. God bless you. I see you over there. Come on, church. Salvation has come to this place today. And so right now, if you lifted your hand, there's a prayer coming on screen, and I want you to pray this prayer. Speak it out, and we are gonna join those that are praying it for the first time today. Here we go. Father in heaven, I believe Jesus died on the cross for me. Thank you for your amazing love. I repent of my sins and thank you for your forgiveness. Come into my life and give me a fresh start. I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Help me to live my life for you from this day forward. Amen. And so if you lifted your hand, we have a gift that we want to give you after the service. It's a Bible and a packet that explains about how you can get planted in the church, what it means to be water baptized, what to do for your first steps. Be sure to take one of those. Come back next Sunday. It's going to be awesome. And we're so glad that you made that decision for Jesus today. Amen.